What's up? You're about to listen to episode 64 of the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a topic that has definitely bothered me quite a bit in my past, and that is the topic of focus. And this is going to be really important for you if we have what's called shiny object syndrome. And if you never heard of that, shiny object syndrome is when you are always looking for the next best thing and you're, you're working on something for a little bit and you see this nice little shiny object over here and you want to play with that for a little bit. You want to play with this thing for a little bit and you bounce around from business idea to business idea and you don't really get any of that traction. I love Bill Gates quote. He said, my success, part of it certainly is that I focused on a few things. And I think some of us have this fallacy or this false belief that, you know, in business, we're supposed to be able to do all things for all people with a product line of thousands and thousands of things. But that's simply not true. Most of the greats have focused on just a few things and did those few things really, really well. So if you ever found yourself thinking about too many business ideas, or I want to try this, I want to try that, and you don't really know where to focus your mind, then this episode is definitely going to be for you because we're going to talk all about why we lack this focus and what we need to do in order for ourselves to be grounded and get that long-term success going deep and narrow so that we can live the lives that we want to live. So get ready for this incredible episode as we cue the intro music. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and health to wealth and love, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up? And thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Money, Love, and Freedom podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Coach George Wang. And today we're going to talk about a really important topic, and that is the topic of focus. Because what we see a lot going on in the world is you see a lot of people who have all these business ideas, and they want to do this, they want to do that, and I want to do this. I mean, over and over again, I hear people saying things like that. And here's the bottom line. You know, if you have what we call shiny object syndrome, which is like exactly what it sounds like, right? You're, you're doing one thing, you have, you're in one business and you see this nice shiny little thing over here that you want to play with and you jump to that next thing and you jump and you jump and you jump. Uh, some people might also call this being a dabbler. And the problem is, if you are a dabbler, if you're constantly bouncing around from idea to idea, or you have four or five ideas going on at once, it's likely that you're not going to actually get your end result. And if you're in business, I, I would imagine that your end result would be a high income that you could then use to invest, give to charitable organizations, take care of your family to live a better, healthier, more vibrant life. Bottom line, that's not going to happen if you're jumping around from thing to thing. You know, I just finished uh, some training recently with a group of people. And you know what happens? Whenever you're in these groups, if you ever joined anything like a mastermind or been part of a group program, you can really tell 
who's going to be successful and who's not. Because you'll, you'll inevitably in any business group, any business meeting, seminar you go to, you'll always have a few people that, you know, I do this, I do that, and I'm getting into this business, I'm getting to that. And it's one thing if you met somebody who did one after another after another, but built each one for years and built them successfully, and now they have a portfolio of businesses. But it's totally different when you see somebody who is not even at the six-figure mark yet, and they're telling you they're doing five things. They're not, it's never going to happen. If this is you, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to make it in a million different ideas going on at once. So the bottom line is, you've got to know specifically right now, what's the one thing that's going to propel you forward? Where do I need to focus my energy? What do I need to be laser focused on? in order to get to my end result. Because here's the thing, whatever you're doing in business, whatever business idea you have, I can almost guarantee that that's not your end result, right? Like when, when, when you know, the first person who made Coca-Cola, I bet their end result was not, oh, I want to make a sweet carbonated bubbly drink. If I had to guess, and I, I, I don't know this for sure, so let me be clear about that, but I would assume that the founder, the original founder of Coca-Cola, whenever that was, wanted some other end result, like, you know, being able to take care of my family or being able to provide lots of joy to a lot of people, something like that. It wasn't a sugary, carbonated, dark liquid that uh, was was their end goal, if I had to guess. So when we know what our end result is, right, whatever the end goal is, then what's the one thing that we can get focused on, laser-like, in order to reach that end result? And you can fill that blank in whatever you want. It could be Coca-Cola. It could be coaching. It could be a physical product. You know, there's all kinds of things you can fill that with. But the question I want to have is, where are you right now? Do you have a million ideas to get you to your one end result? Or are you laser-focused on one? There's a great quote, and I don't remember who it's from, and I'm probably going to misquote it, so I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. But it said something along the lines of, focus is just about deciding what things you are not going to do. You hear that? Focus is just deciding the things that you are not going to do. So the question I have for you is, what do you actually want in your life? Do you want to be somebody who just wanders the earth aimlessly and just dabbles in a little bit of this, dabbles in a little bit of that? Or is it something else? Do you want to be that person that's known for something? The person who actually took care of their family, their friends, who can give back to the community because they're just so abundant in wealth and love that they just their cup is just so full that they have to pour out to others. If you're, since you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to just assume that it's the latter and you want to be that person of impact, somebody who's respected, somebody who's done the things that they need to do so that they can take care of the things that they need to take care of, whether it's for themselves, their family, their loved ones, whatever it may be. I want you to think of somebody you really, really admire in whatever domain it is that you're focused on. Let's, let's use business for, for instance, right? Think of somebody you really, really admire, and I bet that these people have been focused on one thing for a really long time, and they were just laser-like focused on it the entire time, not dabbling, not jumping, but focused on it. 
I can tell you a, uh, not a personal story of mine, but I can tell you about somebody that I really, really respect a lot. This guy has been like a hero to me, a role model. And this person is Sylvester Stallone. And if you don't know his story, it's, it's a heartwarming, touching story. And I'll tell it here. You know, back in the 70s before Rocky and all these other things, you know, Sylvester Stallone was a nobody. Right, he he was a person who was uh, had when when he was being birthed had to get taken out using forceps, and these forceps damaged his jawbone, so that his jaw was permanently misplaced. And because the forceps crushed his jaw, he came out with this talk, kind of like talking out of the side of his mouth, kind of like this. And so in the seventies, he wasn't your typical actor. Right, He was shorter than a lot of them, stockier than a lot of them, and definitely did not talk like most actors of that time. But he was laser-focused. He knew he was going to be a leading Hollywood man. So this is what happened. You know, he goes from audition to audition, you know, hundreds of them probably, and doesn't get anything, right? Do- gets no real traction because of the way he looks, the way he talks, all of it. And then one day he watches this boxing fight, this boxing match. And I don't remember exactly who fought in it, but I do know that the main person who fought, the, uh, one of the guys was named Rocky. And so he watches this fight, and then he decides to write this movie called Rocky. And he writes the entire movie. As soon as the, this boxing match is over, he just writes and writes and writes. And I think the story goes he wrote for like three days straight or something like that. And by then, Rocky was done. The movie was done. It was written. And then he needed to get it made. So he goes around to all these different movie studios, pitching it, pitching it, pitching it. All this time, by the way, he doesn't have a job. He is flat broke. The only thing he has in life is his dog, Buttkiss, and his girlfriend at the time. And literally no money. This guy's flat broke. So he's going around pitching it to studio after studio after studio until finally one studio bites. And I don't remember the exact numbers here, but I remember they said something like, oh, we'll offer you something around the lines of $100,000. And we love the movie. We'll buy it from $100,000. You'll get some royalties on it. But you cannot play Rocky. We have somebody else in mind who can play Rocky. And Sylvester Stone looks at the deal and he says, you know what? This is my story. I am Rocky. No deal. He says, absolutely not. No deal. And he walks away from that deal because he knew that he was the star actor of Rocky. Then some time goes by. He gets another call, same studio. And he says, you know what? We thought about it more. We really love the story. We're going to offer you $200,000. Except still, you cannot play Rocky. He says, no deal. And you have to remember, this is a time when Sylvester Stallone was completely broke. And now, to make things even worse, after the second time, he's so broke in such a shamble that his girlfriend leaves him. And now it's just him and his dog, but now all of a sudden, he can't eat because he has no money to pay for food. So he takes his dog to the grocery store, stands in front of the grocery store, and you know what? So he has to sell his dog. He finds somebody to buy his dog for $50. 50 bucks. he sold his dog for just so he can buy some food. And now he's all alone. 
and the studio calls them a third time. And they say, hey, you know what? We love this movie so much, and we want to buy this movie from you for $300,000, but you cannot be Rocky. And I know this $300,000 is about the right number because I've heard him tell the story a couple of times and he always references about $300,000 for this final one. So you have to remember, he was offered $300,000 in 1970s when it was worth a lot more than it is today when he's flat broke and had to sell his dog. But he said, no deal. I am Rocky. Bottom line, I'm Rocky. And that's it. So he goes back to his home, waits, you know, keeps pitching studios. Then finally, the studio calls him back a fourth time. And he says, you know what? Here's the deal. We love this movie so much that we want to have it. We want to be the producers of this movie. So given your terms, we will let you be Rocky. However, we only pay you $10,000 for the script and you have no rights in the movie. He says, done. Done deal, I will take it. So he sells the movie from $300,000 to $10,000, and he takes on a lot of risk because he has no licensing rights for the movie, which means they own it, right? The studio he's selling it to owns Rocky, all of it. Of course, he didn't know this at the time. He wasn't a business negotiator. He didn't understand contracts. He didn't know what any of that meant, but he was laser-like focused, and he said, I'm going to be the leading man of Rocky. And he got his deal for $10,000. Now, the story doesn't stop there. We know what happened to Rocky. We know that it won multiple awards the first year it was out. We know it it catapulted his career to him being an icon to multiple Rocky movies after that. But after he got this deal, he went back. The first thing he did was he went back to that same grocery store where he sold his dog. And he waited there and waited and waited until finally one day the man he sold the dog to came back and he said, you know, sir, I know you. I sold you my dog because I was in a bad place. I was starving. I had no money, no food, nothing. And I just had to make some money. But this dog's my best friend. I love him. He's my only friend. He's like, I know I, I sold him to you or, or I sold him to you for 50 bucks. I'll buy him back for 100. Then the guy says, well, no, that's he's my dog now. I love this dog as well. Like, I'm not going to sell him back for 100 bucks. The guy says, no deal. To make a long story short, they go back and forth on this negotiation for a while And Sylvester Stallone, when he sold him the guy his dog for 50 bucks, Sylvester Stallone bought his dog back for $1,000 when he only had 10 to his name. He bought him back for $1,000 and he secures a spot, a, a, a side role for the guy who he sold the dog to in the movie Rocky. He had to go through so much pain and struggle. But he was laser focused. He knew exactly what it was that he wanted and he never let his focus shift. He always, Sylvester Stallone always used to say that he didn't want to get a job because if he did, if he took his focus away from what he wanted to do, he would lose that hunger. So he stayed on that focus. Now, I love this story because I'm a huge fan of Sylvester Stallone and I think he's been massively massively underrated in in the world i should say right a lot of people growing up at least when i was young we watched the rocky movies thought he was dumb this guy is really really smart and he just sounds like that because he was literally just taken out of of his womb of his mother's womb incorrectly with forceps and it damaged his mouth but he had this focus 
So the question now comes up is, how do we set our focus like that? How do we become so laser-like focused on our goals, on our objective, that nothing can change it? Nothing can make us veer left or veer right. Now, I know some of you might want some like one fix, quick, you know, fix it tip or something like that. But here's the deal. In reality, there's no such thing. Okay. We have to make a change in our life. And here's the thing. The decision to change is something that happens in an instant. I want to be very clear about that. You can decide any time to change anything, and that decision will happen in an instant. Decision doesn't happen slowly. We don't take many, many days to decide something. We think about it for many days, but one time when we make that decision, we're done. And that decision happens in an instant, in a moment. So the decision to change something happens in an instant, but the implementation and the manifestation of that is long, hard work. So we cannot avoid this. But here's where it starts. If we want to set our focus, it starts with our identity, meaning who we are as a person. Because here's how like our psychology uh, is is wired, right? If if we have um, we have something in NLP called the the, uh, um, the uh, neurological levels, and I'm not going to go into it uh, deeply here, but but. But really quickly, you know, our psychology is kind of lined up in, in this vertical method, right? Where we, at the very, very top, we have our, our identity and our mission. And from our identity, we're, we're going to have a certain set of beliefs, some things that we value. And because of this identity, this mission, these beliefs and these values, then we're going to have actions, right? They're going to cause us to do certain things that are going to lead us to our results, so it starts with your identity because everything flows top down. So Stallone knew who he was. He had a very, very clear identity of himself. And that was he was a leading man, a star actor, even if he was never a leading role in a movie before, even if nobody knew his name, even if he didn't look like any of the big actors at the time or talk like any of the big actors at the time. But he knew who he was. He knew his identity and he knew his mission. Now, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what your mission is, then you're going to be wandering around aimlessly. So the first thing to do is decide who are you or who do you want to be? Not what do you want to do, right? Because what do you want to do? The list could be never ending. If you ask me what I want to do and just let me just blurt things out and like just randomly, I will list so many things that I want to do. Like it literally will not end. That's why it has to start with who you are. Who do you want to be? Because once you know that, you can dis- you can put everything, everything you want to do, everything you want to believe, you can set through this filter of who you are and decide, does this match? Now, here's the thing. Do not let this be a two-minute decision that you just quickly think up. We're talking about your life. So you're going to think, hey, you know, I'm going to think about it for for two seconds and know exactly who I am. Because if I had to guess, if you did that, you're going to end up with some idea that somebody else wants for you because you've been told it your whole life or because the media tells you that this is what you're supposed to be or social media, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I want you to think of this for yourself. Decide for yourself, who are you going to be? What's that identity? And give that identity a name or a metaphor. 
and have this be your overarching identity that's going to describe and define your entire life moving forward. So I have one. I have mine. I can share mine with you. My, and I should say this too, by the way, I've done a lot of identity work and shifting identity. So I have, for lack of a better word, I have multiple identities. But I have one overarching identity for myself that guides all the rest of my personas because I have a different persona in my work life, a different persona in my love life, a different persona with my friends, my family, right? But there's one overarching identity that rules them all. And his name is the Millennial Warrior. And I filter everything through the Millennial Warrior. The Millennial Warrior is the king of his domain, which means I am the king of my domain. The millennial warrior is the master of business and commerce. The millennial warrior is the protector of his family, which means I'm the protector of my family. And the millennial warrior lives his life through three main attributes, confidence, courage, and kindness. And everything I do filters through this identity of the millennial warrior. And then after that, when they filters down, then I have a couple of other personas that I call them, right? Or identities. Uh, and one of them is the one that you all know, which is Coach George Wang. Because in Coach George Wang, I have other identities, well, not other identities, but other beliefs, other missions that filter up that fit the ethos of the millennial warrior. Because remember, one of the things is the millennial warrior is the king of his domain, the master of business and commerce. And so as Coach George Wang, my mission as Coach George Wang and the Millennial Warrior is to help people, help people like you, people who want to get into business, people who want to get into entrepreneur or are already in business and entrepreneurship. My mission is to help business owners and entrepreneurs through sales and marketing efforts to sell as much of their product as possible so that they can serve the world with their heart-centered products that are going to do great things for other people. And as a result of that, they can live their lives better, which means I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you understand the psychological principles that you need to become a great business owner so that you could sell more and so you can live better and help others. Now, again, this is my major mission. And again, it filters down even more because right now I'm granularly focused on just helping people increase their marketing and their sales. Because I believe that we all have this gift to give in the world. And if this gift is going to help somebody else in their lives, then my honest belief is that we need to go out and help those people. See, business to me is win-win, okay? Like if, if, if I'm selling a product, then we're both going to win because your life is going to be better and my life is going to be better on it. And therefore, I feel like it's my ethical duty to try to help you. And this is the identity. This is the mission of Coach George Wang. And I'm laser focused on it because this fits in the ethos of the millennial warrior who's the king of his domain and the master of business. So here's the big lesson though. Here's the biggest, biggest lesson from all of this. In order for all this to be possible, when you know your identity, in order for all this to be possible is that we need to focus on one thing at a time. Because I forgot to mention that, but that's also one thing of the millennial warrior. One of his attributes is he focuses on one thing at a time and gets it done. And this is something I'm constantly needing to work on. 
Because if any of you know anything about the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram number seven, a personality profile. The Enneagram is a personality profiling type. And I am a number seven, which means I love adventure. I love change. And focusing on one thing at a time is not something that comes naturally to an Enneagram 7, which is uh, uh, the name of it's called the adventurer uh, uh, in, in some circles, at least. And so this is a big one for me. This is the biggest thing I need to focus on as well. It's just funny things, right? I need to focus on focusing on one thing. And ever since I developed this millennial warrior ethos, this identity, it's been so much easier because I filter everything through that. When I sit down at work and I start to think of all the projects I do, I think to myself, what would the millennial warrior do? What does he do in this moment? Right? If you think, And the reason I use this metaphor for myself is because if you think about a warrior, he's always focused on one thing at a time. When he's in battle practice, he's focusing on practice. When he's in battle, he has to be laser-like focused on the battle itself. He can't be thinking about what's going on at home. He can't be thinking about what other trip or what other vacation he wants to go on because he's going to die in battle if he doesn't focus, which is why I used that ethos or that, that identity. But pick yours. It doesn't matter what your identity is, but sit down and focus on it. So this is what I think you all should do. If you're out of focus or you find yourself having shiny object syndrome, if you're not happy with who you are or the results that you've gotten, then you need to examine your identity. So I'd say sit down and really think about this. Journal it if you want to, but make make a decision about who you are or who it is you want to be and make it very, very clear and very, very strong. Define the beliefs this person has. Define the mission that this person has. Define the values that this person has. And through these three things, then you can focus on the action. But it starts with your identity, your mission, your beliefs, and your values. And then you can focus on the actions and those actions are going to lead to your results. And if you do this, if you can focus on one thing at a time through the lens of your identity, then you're living a life of freedom on your terms. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. If you haven't done this yet, you know, go to your podcast app hit that subscribe button now. We're going to be bringing you absolute fire every Monday morning, just like today's episode. So make sure you're subscribed so you can stay up to date with everything we're doing and never miss anything. And until next week, take care and have a great week.